Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast for adults. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. This is our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Today, we present episode 440, Nurse Beth, Medical Play for Beginners, recorded at Frolicon. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your host, Nurse Beth. This is Medical Play for Beginners. So I'm going to start with some beginning stuff that you guys can't hurt yourselves doing but can have fun with. And then we can show or showcase some of the stuff that um, is a little bit more intense. And I would really, really advise you to uh, go to some classes, get a mentor, and before you proceed down that road. That's my little warning. Uh, <laughs> so if you are like scared of sharp, pointy, pokey things or blood, you can avoid that altogether. You won't have to see that at all. And I don't anticipate blood spray or anything crazy. <laughs> my demo bottom, my bottom over here is going, not in this lifetime. Yeah, they're wanted pointy sh- blood spray. I think they wanted pointy, sharp, spiky, blood play. We can do that too. That's a whole different class. We can, we can talk about that on a private level. <laughs> Damn. Like blood play is a thing, right? Like there's a whole class on blood play. In the dungeon last night, if you went, there was certainly blood play. I was like, oh wow. Somebody's using this table. Who's, who's walked, I I've, can't tell you how many times I've walked into a dungeon and this table is never, ever used. People just look at it, they don't know what to do with it, it intimidates them in some kind of way, fashion, and they never, ever see it. And I've, I've also been in some dungeons, and I think 1763 here locally yeah. um, has a medical room, which is also infrequently I'm, used. I think I'm like one of the only people I ever see there that uses the medical table. Uh, well, yay! I'm I'm hoping to convert all of you <laughs> to medical table users. Yeah, do you? It's it's like one of the most multi-purpose pieces of furniture. One word for y'all: fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a great. It, I want one. They're real. Is that one's on wheels though? So that one's probably not too bad. But like, a they lot of weigh them, like, with like the hydraulics and stuff. Like, they weigh so heavy. So, um, actually, I have one at home and um, it didn't come with wheels. Um, did you put it on casters? I surely did put it on casters because yeah. that's the only way for me to get it moving around in my room. I was, I was just talking about this today because I really, really want one, but I want like a, like a vintage one so it's not so insanely heavy. And like a lot of the, the modern ones have like. Yeah, a you can get by with like a, uh, a, um, a uh, massage table. Yeah. Or, or was, it was between that or like a, for needles, like a, a tattoo chair is. Mm-hmm. That good. also that's works, a, yeah. That's a good Are you a needle player? I had an acquaintance who uh, doctors <laughs> on medical table. A I dentist chair would be really good. Nice. Really Don't give it up. They're hard to find, chair, actually. It's here right outside yeah. my bedroom. And <laughs> like someone has a an old, an um, old barber chair would be fine. That would be a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, uh, not part of the class, but sweet storage tip for you for medical tables if you have one. Barbecue cover. Yep. Oh! <laughs> My mom would try to look under it. That's genius. <laughs> it, but it protects it, keeps it clean, all that good stuff. That's a really, really good idea. Keeps the cats off of it. Am I good to go? Three 
Okay. I'm a little anxious, people. If you don't know, I'm hoping uh, just to open honest conversation and see where this goes. I have this huge uh, outline of shit, but we can see where the class takes us as we kind of navigate these waters. Um, I'll try not to say um, a lot. I'll do a little tiny bit of demonstration, um, just of some specific things you can do. And then I'm going to do a huge show and tell of where the mind can take us. All right, I'm feeling confident to start. Yay. Yay. Okay. So my name is Beth, and um, I've been kinky for many, many, many years. I won't tell you how many because that will age me, and I like to think I'm younger than uh, I am, uh, hence my purple hair. Um, I've been involved with the Charlotte scene since its inception, um, and I'm actually one of the co-founders of the local kink group down there, which is the Charlotte Area Power Exchange. Come check us out sometime. I'm proud of my little baby, which has turned 22 years old this year and still going strong. Um, I believe in education, safety, and personal responsibility in your kink. Those are my three big things that I get on my soapbox about. So welcome to education, I love it. Um, the more we can uh, learn about what we do, the better we'll be at it, and the kinkier we can get. Um, in my personal life, I am part of a medical profession and have been for a very long time. Um, I love the vintage outfit we've got going on here. I do not still have any of my old uniforms, which is probably a good thing. They probably wouldn't fit. We're going to talk a little bit about beginner stuff, stuff you can do that... Um, is really easy to just incorporate into basic play. And then I'm going to try to do a bit of show and tell and maybe a quick demo on some of the stuff that is edgier, like needle play, stapling, sounding, bladders. The, the, the sky is the limit in medical play. And a lot of what we do in kink, not impact, has gotten its roots out of medical stuff that we have kinkified. And we're really good at it. We're kinky fucks in the head. So that's kind of where I'm going. I'm not going to say a whole lot about safety, but it does bear you know, some mentioning of what is important in safety for medical play. Uh, uh, negotiation. Every class I've ever been to starts with negotiation. I hope everybody in here takes a class on negotiation. I'm not going to go into it in great detail. But have open, honest conversations with your partner about what you're into, where you want things to go, and what you're willing to do. You can, I think in medical play, it um, opens up the ability to have conversations during play that is not maybe available to you in an impact scene because you are having interaction through the play. So you can, you know, you can put a needle in and they can say that's too much and you can threaten them with another one because you can mind funk in metal play like up the wazoo um, but you wouldn't do another one because you're kind of taking the temperature of what's going on. That's so negotiate. That was a good pun right there. Ah. <laughs> um, I have notes, so <clears throat> I always say, start small and grow. 
So you can always go further, but you can never go backwards. So once it's done, it's done. You can't go back. Uh, you have to recover something if you've done something kind of out there that is more difficult, like slicing somebody open or um, hitting something you shouldn't or causing some nerve damage or whatever it is you do. So start small, grow. Um, learn about what you're interested in. Find out what it is you're interested in. Take classes, get a mentor. I can't stress mentorship enough. Somebody who's actually physically hands-on done this can help you, guide you. We, um, I, a personal story, uh, my, my partner and I, we're learning rope. We're, we're pretty new at it. We've been doing it for about a year now, and we have a mentor. And so whenever we, we're just getting into suspension now, so when we go to suspend, he's there mentoring us, helping us, making sure our ropes are right. So that is invaluable in medical play. I would absolutely encourage that. Um, if it's something you're interested in, like cuttings and stuff, uh, I know Travis, I don't know if he's local or not, I think he's up towards Fayetteville area. Um, he's got awesome classes and there's some really good practitioners. Um, be prepared. So if you're going to be doing vaginal speculums, anal insertions, needles, be prepared to clean up your mess. DMs hate it when you show up and you start doing shit and you have no, they, you're not prepared to do it. Clean yourself up, they don't like that. Um, also, if you're going to a small dungeon like the Capex and you're gonna suddenly be starting to pull out medical stuff, talk to the DM first because they're gonna get a little nervous. Um, I know I personally don't like to DM scenes that are um, rope or something I don't understand. So a lot of DMs really hate DMing medical scenes because they don't really know what it is <laughs> or what you're doing or if you're doing it safely. Um, be aware that uh, there, this is like true on fantasy fetish stuff, but there can be some triggers as you go along and you can trip those triggers. Um, just be aware of that. Um, hopefully in negotiation you've talked about medical problems, emotional triggers that you know you have, but there's always the ones you don't know. Um, that's important. Uh, okay, so this is a pet peeve of mine and I'm just going to say in medical play I think it is incredibly important that you are clean. So if you're going to engage in medical play as a bottom or a top, frankly, because nobody wants a smelly doctor, it's not sexy in any way, shape or form, have a shower and be clean. You know they're going to be looking at parts of you? Wash. <laughs> please. As a, as a medical top, um, please. I should also say I identify as submissive switch. Um, I submit, I'm a submissive most of the time, but I love to top for medical play. <laughs> it's, it's sick, I know. Um, and then I wanted just to tell you, and I will tell you more about this in needles, but I hear when I go to classes a lot of the time, sterilize it, make it sterile. No, sterile is in an OR with an autoclave and a piece of paper that tells you it was sterilized. This is clean, disinfected and clean. You are not sterile, you are never sterile. That being said, you are going to play from clean to dirty. So if a needle goes in the skin and comes out, it is dirty. It does not come back into your clean area. Clean to dirty. Okay. <laughs> Good information, right? Um, and I would say that the number one, number one risk that you are in, in, incurring in, in medical play, needles, 
urethral sounding, bladder control, pokey, sticky things, speculums is infection. Is infections your uh, kind of your nemesis? So that's why I say be clean, wipe up after yourself, never go from dirty to or yeah, dirty to clean. <clears throat> never do that because <clears throat> you run the risk of infection. Alrighty. Flipping over. So what exactly is medical play? You all came to a medical play class. What were you expecting? <laughs> needles? Who was expecting me to do needles in here? <laughs> you said for beginners. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, what do you guys think of when you say medical play? What, what comes to mind? Close inspection. Speculums. Speculums. Catheterizations. You need to go to the advanced clinic. It's <laughs> like medical themed vibe. Yeah, like, baby. Like the vibe. Like, the vibe. So I am not a role player, but I did get a cute little outfit <laughs> for this class. And medical play is in your head. A lot of it is in your head. It is a fetish. It is downright a fetish. That is, people are turned on by the thought of medical procedures, medical personnel, medical, everything, stethoscopes, it is sexually arousing to them, stimulating. So it is a fetish. It is role-playing. Who doesn't like that maniacal doctor <laughs> or the sexy nurse? Who, who here has not seen a video of a sexy, sexy nurse or at Halloween seen the 400 sexy nurse outfits on, on the uh, Halloween costume set? Yeah, baby. I'm just saying, I'm not sure what it is about my profession that says, let's have sex in a uniform, but it does. <laughs> um, you can take this, um, it could be a grungy prison scene, but be clean. A, a faux grungy prison scene. <laughs> a faux grungy, I like you. <laughs> um, I read some really crazy smut. And I'll just be up front. It's smut. But I read a lot of age play. I, I don't generally engage in age play, but I, I like to read it. And they are forever doing exams of their littles and taking temperatures. And of course, the only way to take temperature reliably in a little is rectal, right? And I think they make thermometers like this fucking big to stick up their butts. So it can be about age play, too where you're taking care of your little, you're nurturing them, you are making sure they are in a good place. Yeah. And then um, this is way out there, also based on my smut. Alien abduction and tentacle penetration. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And who knows what crazy things those aliens are doing to you upstairs. Mm. All right, so that is ways, just a smattering of where you can take medical play. Sound good? Yeah, okay. If I'm not speaking loud enough or I'm going too fast, just let me know. If you have questions, I will uh, go that direction and uh, we can let it go where it needs to. I also think of medical play as restraints. Yes. Absolutely. I was gonna say, like and, asylum vibe? Or and like... consent, non-consent. Yes. It is a great way to do consent, non-consent, because you are submitting into a role where you have a figurehead who has control of everything, right? The doctor is, you have to do what they say type they're, thing. They're going to take this. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, I think that's a very good, I'm going to add that to my notes, okay. Um, and the next topic is, great segue people, restraints. So um, we're going to kind of shake it up here and do a little demo-y stuff. This is Kismet. She is my demo bottom, which she consented to three days ago. <laughs> but we play together. Um, I'm going to put, because you know what I said? What did I say? Safety first. Um, if you're doing any kind of medical play, dollar store, um, you can get these, and it makes it feel crinkly. So we're going to put this on the table. They are tablecloths at the dollar store. And they are, so the fact that they are cheap works in your favor. They're not heavy duty. So she's going to put a patient gown on and we're going to, oh yeah, sure, that works good. Yeah. I was going to have it the other way, but that works perfect. Okay. This is my patient, and I'm the nurse, and you're just going to just sit up with your, you don't have to get in the stirrups or anything, just sit face in the audience there. So, dirt ass cheap, medical restraints, and when you say medical restraints, you can do everything from these quick, easy cuffs, which you could buy real cheap, I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, I'm an Amazon whore, um, to full-on straight jackets. And if Kinky Asylum, and you try this, and you love it, just like you would buy a good whip to play in the dungeon, get yourself a, get yourself a straight jacket. If this is your kink, embrace it. I say embrace it. So these are pretty easy to put on. They're soft, they're comfortable. Um, they, we use them in the hospital all the time because um, we actually do tie up patients. Shocking, I know. Although I got to tell you, over the years, it was so much better in my youth. You know, didn't have to say anything. You just said, "Oh, they're unruly. We're, we're going to tie them up. No worries." Now you got to do like documentation, all sorts of shit. I say that kind of. So if you want to do a straight jacket type feel, you can actually just take these. This is not how you use them in the hospital, by the way. and tie them up around the back. Straight jacket. Do you feel, do you feel restrained? Yes. Excellent. So restraints, yes. You can do stretchers. I've seen, uh, so it, I went to, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Black Rose. I'm going to age myself. Like way back in the 90s, um, I went to my first con there, and they had some dude, Lord love him, in a full-on body restraint tied to a stretcher with um, a feeding tube in and a catheter, and they rolled him around that convention for two days, completely immobilized. Two days. I had never seen anything quite like it. So yeah, you, I mean, if you want to invest a stretcher, awesome. Um, but what works really good too is backboards. Um, you can get them on eBay sometimes cheap or Wish or um, one of the cheap sites, or you can make your own, and you can customize, make your own, if you get my meaning. Uh, so, yes, absolutely. Um, well, I'm talking about restraints, I'm going to talk about gags, and I'm not actually going to put this in, but you'll see these a lot. They're, they're actually dental gags or dental dams, um, and uh, the, the thought of them is great, but this is metal, 
and I don't like the thought of metal up against your enamel. Um, <clears throat> so I would put some gauze or something around it or maybe get a bite, which is a little easier to do. They are also very uh, jerky jerky. So when you're, they don't, but they're fun. Uh, so you can use all kinds of gags. The nice thing about this is that I saw a really good one over in the, um, vendors hall? not the vendors hall, the, uh, the one you can bid on stuff. Uh, the auction. There was one, and it's kind of round with the two pegs that come out. I like that one even better, so it's got a hole. Um, with that, can you, uh, if you get a good one that doesn't cause issues, can you actually have um, oral sex with that? Like, can you do blowjobs? Yes. Gently, yes. The only thing, uh, the cautions I have are one, dental, dental issues, and two, no, your bottom's got jaw issues. TMJ is no joke. Um, it can cause headaches. It can put their jaw. It is not comfortable to wear long term, and I will say that. Uh, it's just not. I don't know if anyone's ever had to wear one at the dentist, but they're not a lot of fun. But you know what? Sometimes medical play isn't about you having fun. Sometimes it's about me having fun. So anyway, that's some um, gags. Um, you can use regular ball gags and stuff. When you're first starting out, I don't recommend starting with gags because I want you to be able to communicate with your, your partner. Uh, kind of effectively. Um, so there is a real, and I think this is maybe the heart of medical play, there is a feeling of being completely exposed and under someone else's control in medical play. Even maybe to the point that it's a little bit humiliating. Like we're going to bend you over and spread your ass cheeks, right? Like, like that's so exposed and you need to have so much trust. But I think it's also the appeal of it. The appeal of being that vulnerable, that exposed. Um, more so than any other kind of play. Also, I think there's an inherent feeling of I'm not going to measure up or worry in your head when you're being tested or examined, like, are they going to find something wrong? Oh my God, where is this going to go? Um, that is just inherent. It, it is built into medical stuff. Uh, when we're getting tested, we are always worried about what the outcome is going to be. So you can play that up. Uh, so I also, in terms of restraints, let's talk restraints. Um, I love this shit. It's vet wrap. It's technical. It's, it's Coban. Yeah. But I do buy vet wrap because it's freaking a lot cheaper. Um, and it's a lot of fun to play with. You can do like mummifications with it. You can put it anywhere on the body. It's completely breathable. Um, I, I would recommend disposing it so it can get a little expensive, which is why I buy vet wrap. But it can be a lot of fun to uh, wrap with. Hi, honey. Hi. You doing okay over here? It sticks to itself, which is a thing of beauty. So you can see I'm, I'm making her feel more and more vulnerable as I wrap her up in yummy vet wrap. Dappy. 
around the front and see what I'm doing. Oh, and you can go any which way. It's not like rope. Get your rope lines straight and all that good shot. This is anything and everything. You feeling pretty secure there? Um, yes. You okay? I don't think I'm going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good sport for doing this. I wasn't sure how many of these I was going to need. Alrighty. Yeah, baby? Two thumbs up? One thumb up. So I'm going to leave her like that because it, it's nice. Um, okay, so when you say beginner medical play or medical play, the first thing that comes to mind is exams or examining your, your, your patient. Um, in, in nursing, nursing, in real medical, we do vital signs. Ooh. What does that mean? It means we count their respirations. I'm counting. They seem good. We can take a pulse. We can listen to your heart rate. Who doesn't think that's sexy? This is a disposable one. You can buy this stuff cheap, too, by the way. Don't dislodge my hot tap. Ooh, yeah. Temperature play. Um, you can buy some super duper rectal thermometers that I love. Where's my thermometer? Or you can just buy a simple one. But I'm not going to do it in the mouth, and I'm not going to put it up her butt today. But you can just stick it up their butt and wait for it to beep. Awesome. Um, what is kind of easy, so you can get a clipboard and record it. And verbally record it. Her respirations seem a little rapid to me today. Maybe she's agitated. Maybe she's excited. Maybe she's aroused. Her heart rate is up. It doesn't matter if it is or not. It doesn't matter. Just play up on it. It can help you to role play. I am a terrible role player. I'm just going to say that straight up. I do not go into that headspace. Um, so you can do those kind of tests. Number one, super easy to find. Developed for medical play, for medicine, the neurological wheel or the Wartenberg wheel. You can examine reflexes. Ooh. They seem good. My test subject is still alive. You can buy some medical hammers and test um, this kind of a reflex. You can test them elsewhere. You don't have to limit yourself to where they're really supposed to be used. That's the joy of kinkifying. Okay, I could have way too much fun with that. So once you've kind of inspected them, you can check out pupil reactions with a light. You can force them to do that. Um, you can get a blood pressure cuff you so desire, whatever and wherever, how medically you want to take it. The more kind of props you have, the more authentic it will feel. So if you have a blood pressure cuff and it blows up, it's kind of cool. It doesn't matter what it says. <laughs> I mean, they've got automatic ones. Um, you can... Um, Unless it's bad. Like it's yeah, well, <laughs> not during a medical plane scene. I would, I would retake it later, but, you know, any <laughs> actual... actual um, the uniforms help. The patient gown helps. You can have some medical sounds going in the background. You can get a beep, beep, beep sound off of the internet for like a electrode type 
scene, um, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, the more you kind of put into it, the more it'll feel authentic for you. Uh, I'm not sure it'll feel authentic in the middle of a dungeon, but yeah. So that brings me to gynecological exams. Everybody thinks gyne, gyne when we think medical play, right? Um, so there are several ways to do a, a vaginal exam. Um, what, what we term as bimanual just means two, bi. You can put your fingers up, but for God's sakes, wear gloves, wear gloves. And we can talk about gloves for a minute. Unless you're fluid bonded, then you don't really have to. But I do recommend it. Because gloves are very medical. If you've never put a glove on, I'm sure everybody has in this day and age. Yeah. Play that beast up. I'm going to penetrate you in ways you just can't even imagine. Are you ready? I'm not really going to do it. <laughs> um, once you do an exam, so a, a bimanual exam essentially is, and it's very gentle, you put two fingers, lube, lube, let's talk lube, lube up. Oh, I brought some lube. Um, I like kind of um, this liquid or something like that for vaginal, and I like the butt butter, the butt butter. Recommended by gay guys for butt stuff. Um, but anyway, lube, lube, you go in and you kind of feel around. You're not really doing it because it's medical play, right? You feel around. In medical terms, there is actually a reason to do this. But you go in, you can feel, and if you push down gently on the top, you can kind of put some pressure as you do it. That's why it's called butt manual. So you're pushing along here while you've got your fingers in. It makes it feel authentic. While you're there, you can test their tummy. <laughs> okay. Speculums. Let's talk about speculums. You can buy these. They come as disposable, and I recommend disposable before you, if you're starting. Um, you can just throw it away. They're plastic. Um, I have metal ones. I don't know why I have metal ones. I probably got them at work somewhere along the line in my life. Um, they have screws on the back, um, <clears throat> which you can, I, I start, this is a down or closed position on a speculum. I can pass this around. Um, once you get it in, you will be able to pull this up and widen it so it becomes quite large. Yeah, we're going to talk about temperature stuff. Yeah, you can. With metal ones, you can change the temperature. It's a, it's a good point. You can change the temperature of them. Um, I don't recommend like freezer. Ice water is good. If, vaginal tissues, rectal tissues are, are kind of dainty and delicate. Uh, you don't want to put something frozen up against um, vaginal. You, won't, you can burn it. Free, freezer burn of the vagina is a thing. Uh, so, you know. That's kind of how they work, and I'll pass it around. I'm going to pull this one apart. So does it take much to make them feel, <coughs> feel cold? Like they do. ever had a gynecological exam, they feel cold no matter what. And this is the large one. And as you can see, I don't expect anybody's vagina to stretch that big. 
Well, they do, but because, you know, we give birth, us women. But, um, I'll pass this around, and you can have a look at it. This is the larger one. I wash them ahead of time. Oh, cleaning them. Um, because I have metal ones, um, I wash them in a product called Cavicide. Um, I use gloves to use this as a medical grade disinfectant. Um, I let them soak for a few minutes with the Cavicide and wash them off, dry them, uh, and use antibacterial soap. Can you spell that? Cavicide? You can buy this on Amazon too. C-A-V-I-C-I-D-E. Use gloves when you use it. They do. They, they come in a wipe as well. Um, if you've used a speculum, and it's going to be a while before you can clean it or soak it, um, make sure you clean it off right away so that the, the goop or whatever is in there is not, like, hanging on it. <clears throat> and then, uh, like I said, I, I wash them with the capsaicin. I wash them with the uh, antibacterial soap. I let them dry naturally, and then I put them in a baggie for the next time I use them. Disposable, you can throw it out and get a new one. Easy peasy, right? Um, you can blindfold your, your victim. And I can show you how to do that too, medically. And then say you're going to be putting something in. Use something much gentler and softer. They don't know. What do they know? This is um, fiberglass or plastic and lucite, and it, it can go in the freezer or in the fridge and get cold too. Being blindfolded has a lot of advantages to it <clears throat> for me, not her. <laughs> so blindfolding, we'll talk about that because that's kind of cool. I know I'm a little over the place. Um, what do I do with my medical tape? So, you know, they make cool blindfolds, right? But you can also do it medical. You can use gauze pads, or I'm just going to use some makeup pad removers. Can you see out of that eye? I'm at 30 minutes, right? Okay. This is Ace Wrap. <clears throat> you can buy this at any local CVS. You can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it in multiple places. <coughs> yeah. I'm not putting it on very tight. No. no. I can't see. I know you can't see. <laughs> it's better than a regular blindfold, actually. It is, actually. <laughs> it's probably pretty more comfortable, too. I'm not going to be able to move it. No. No peeking with this one. No. Does that stretch? It does, but I've put it on very, very lightly. Very lightly. Like, it has almost no. It's not very tight on you at all, is it? No. Um, this Ace Wrap, you can wash them actually. And then we roll. No, I'm going to throw it out once we're done. You can absolutely use it. You can do the whole head with it. That's the beauty of um, Vet Wrap here. 
freebie for coming to class. It's not a joke. It's a whole stick. Careful. Yeah, yeah, it's a compression stock, no doubt about it. I've, I've got it on incredibly, like, almost not. I didn't stretch it at all. I just wrapped it. There was absolutely no stretch to it. Yeah, Coban is even more. This I have got on pretty tight. Hopefully your bottom says, oh my God, that's too fucking tight. Take it off. Um, but you can cause, you know, some constrictions. I mean, you don't want to do eye damage, um, headache. Don't ever put it around the throat. I'm going to, uh, don't do it. I say don't do these things, but then you can learn to do it safely. But I just don't recommend it to start. Because <laughs> it can feel kind of cool around the throat. I'm not going to leave you blindfolded forever. Okay. You okay? All right. All right. I like it. Um, so questions about vaginal speculums insertion. Oh, insertion. Um, they are inserted in the closed position. I kind of got offside. And they go in on a sideways maneuver and are rotated to the up position before you try to open them. Gently with lots of lube. Once you open them, you can see cool shit in there. <clears throat> Any questions about speculums? Check our IUD strings. You can. You can see a lot. Um, you can swab in there if you so desire. You can take a Q-tip and swab, but I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't. Just leave it with the speculum. I also personally would not fuck with this. I would not use it like a dildo. I would switch myself over to something that I can do that with. Okay. I'm not sad. <laughs> I have one of those two straps on. <clears throat> yep. He's formulating. Layers upon layers layers. Absolutely. Yep. Squirt cold water in there? Irrigation. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't recommend, so like douching is a bad thing, right? We all know that, right? Because it changes the pH of your stuff. So, you know, be very careful when you're doing that kind of thing. Um, uh, I recommend you can buy some, just some saline solution. Um, it's kind of normal body temperature, as it were. Um, I wouldn't use anything chemical-wise up in there, and I'd be very gentle. <laughs> We have um, big Tumi syringes that you can get. I don't think I even pulled mine out because I wasn't going to use it to talk about. Um, but you can, you know, fill it up with some stuff and squish it in there. It's just a little wet. Just know you're going to get wet. Put a puppy pad down. Wet's no problem. Wet's no problem. I like it. Or you can use lube. Take, take a little syringe of lube and put it up in there. It's designed to go there. Slippery. Yeah. Gooey. Gooey. I like your descriptors. Anything else I can address on speculums? I'm happy to talk about this like a lot. So <laughs> hit me up later because I am happy to talk about this stuff. Um, <clears throat> so I am moving on to anal. So I play this game every once in a while, and I, I'll just be honest with you, I completely suck at it. It's called Cards Against Humanity, and I know you guys are all, and there is an answer in there, penal. <laughs> P 
penal. I'm like, this is not penal, okay? <laughs> We're going for something kind of fun. Um, <clears throat> never go from butt to vagina. Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> Remember we talked about clean to dirty? Oh, and gloves come in kind of cool. I have some black ones too here. Um, gloves are gloves, by the way. Somebody told me that, and I, I found this, I, I, like, I had to shake my head. And I, maybe somebody else has heard this too, that black gloves are somehow thicker. Okay. They do make thicker ones. They, they make thicker, okay. But being black doesn't make them thicker. Okay. I was like, I need red ones. Who knows where I can find red gloves? Amazon, probably. There's a, there's a hair stylist brand. I, I asked my hairstylist, where did you get those? And she's like, oh, like, you have your hair? And I was like, no. But they're like, they come in all these different crazy colors. Yeah. So you can do digital exams of the boot. And um, what I would, just to humiliate them, get them on all fours. Or have them bend and spread those butt cheeks, baby, and have a good look. Get yourself a flashlight and make some commentary. Ooh, look at that pretty little ass. It's got a nice little butt. Um, get some lube. You can examine it kind of humiliating. You're, you're edging on the world of humiliation play. And I don't do humiliation play, but I would totally do this because it's light. It's humiliation light, if there's such a thing. Um, and you can actually increase it to two. If you're going to be doing any kind of anal sex or anal play not medical related, not a bad thing to do on a regular basis. Kind of stretch them a little bit. One myth is if you stretch your butthole does it not go back? If you do it a lot, does it, it stay stretched out? No. No, your body has great elasticity down there and it's going to go back into shape. So no worries. Um, you can put different probes, especially if you are... Yeah, this is fun. Um, probing up there. But the one medical probe that you can buy is called an anoscope. Um, it is designed actually to go in the butt, use lots of lube. Um, this one is a light-up model, which I accidentally activated. <laughs> you take that to the party tonight? Uh, I have another one, too. Are you going to the medical party tonight? Yes. See me after. I'll give you my other one. You can take it and have fun. <laughs> um, it comes with, I won't be able to pronounce this word because it's not in my vocabulary, an obturator, obturator, thank you, that is inside of it, um, which should be in place when you insert it. Lube, it goes in. I've seen various to the sides, straight up, gentle but firm pressure. If you reach resistance or you're getting a really crazy reaction from your bottom, back up and find out what's going on. Um, hopefully you've done kind of this first and you know nothing's there. So if you're going to be doing butt play and you know you're going to be doing butt play, I personally do a small fleet cinema that I can buy over at the grocery store or wherever before I do it. I don't do high volume enemas or anything like that. But do you need to? Not really. Not at all. It's not like you've got poop sitting down in your anus there, or anal area. It's actually up a little higher. It actually will drop when you get ready to go to the bathroom. So I don't think you really need to. 
Will you see some fecal material if you happen to do that? You might. Is that bad? Maybe. I don't know. That's kind of your personal thing. Um, but once this piece is in, this piece will pop out, and then you can see into the butt. Everybody wants to do that, right? That is a gift. I'll get you one. I'm gonna. <laughs> this has not been. Let me. I took it out of the bag this morning and activated the light. Has been in nobody. I, I just want. I want a, a clip of you saying "see into the butt." See well, into the butt. <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't want to see in a butt? Um, what about the one I saw online where it has like the three prongs and you can slowly? Yeah. There's lots of different anal devices that you can get. There's. Um, uh, pairs of stuff. There's there's ones that open up three ways. Um, there is one that opens this direction as well. They all work. This one was just easy. Uh, okay. There's not different like, sizes on those They do. They increase in size as well. Yep. You mentioned the pair. The pair of agony? Yes. The ones that are not necessarily for better to play, but just for sadistic. Absolutely fucking sadistic. Like you. Yes. So what are your thoughts on that? I've seen it and I'm like, eh, that's a bunch Are of you in, shit. If you're or into, I don't know, if you're into butt play, I, I can't imagine. But um, So before you get into a pair of agony, which is supposed to cause incredible pain, it's a metal, it, I don't know if you guys have ever seen one. And basically, it looks like a butt plug with a screw on the end of it, and you turn the screw and it opens up kind of rather nastily. Um, I, would, I would much rather you went and got a butt plug that has a uh, blood pressure cuff on the end of it. Yeah, and so you're sticking that in, it goes in easily, you're not gonna damage anal tissue, um, and you can pump it up, one pump, and see where things sit. Give it a second pump. Having had one of those in me, I like it, but you're, you know, not everybody's gonna like it. Yeah. It's not for everybody. If you're into anal play, oh my God, there are toys out there up the wazoo. There is no end to the toys that you can find to put up butts. Um, these are, can be, they can be fun too. These are um, butt plugs, basic butt plugs. These ones are glass. Um, they're safe to insert. Uh, if you're putting in butt plugs uh, for medical play, I don't worry too much about the size of the flange, but if you're gonna be wearing it long-term, please have one that has a flange so you don't slide it up there and you really are going to the uh, doctor to have it removed. Although I will tell you, most people have some pretty strong uh, muscles in their, their uh, rectum to squeeze poop out. Tell it like it is, but um, so you know, if something does slide up there, you can bear it down like you're having a bowel movement and you can probably squirt something out that got in there accidentally. Um, but these, also clean, fresh out of the package. Um, when you put them in, you can shine light down the end of it and kind of see it will magnify a little bit. Um, what's up there? It's kind of fun. Um, start small with butt plugs. Increase as your mileage will marry. Uh, if you're into tentacle sex and alien abduction type stuff, there is a company called Bad Dragon uh, that uh, manufactures some uh, pretty impressive um, dildo type stuff, and they are large, like really large. Uh, Buy the small to start because the small is really large. I'm always shocked when I see them, but they're super cool. Yeah. 
those being glass or either stainless steel, we can easily disinfect it. Yep, absolutely. Nope, you can do the same thing. You can clean them with some cavicide. You can wash them with some hot water and um, some. They are dishwasher safe. I don't put one to the dishwasher. I just use some antibacterial soap and dry them. They're pretty intense. Yeah. All right, baby. I'm going to undo you a little bit here because we're going to talk about some electrical stuff in a minute. Perfect. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. That's something you can do that's a little sadistic and super easy to do, and you're not really going to hurt them, is you can stick some tape over some hairy parts of the body and rip. Uh, yeah, baby, that's uh, medically sedictive. Okay. Um, let me have a little fun with this. Where's my... Over there. Release the Kraken. All right. You doing okay, hon? Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't really touched on it, but mind fucks are kind of fun in medical play. You can show people some pretty nasty-looking um, implements. Um, I got I got scalpels and shit, and then you can downgrade once you get them blindfolded to less than. Um, harmful. Um, I like to set up medical supplies. It kind of sets up the thing. Um, you can tell them you're going to fuck them in the butt with this, and you can use this. Uh, once they're once they're down. Okay, let's talk about um, before I get into electrical. Let's talk about vibrators. Vibrators were actually invented for the medical profession. I know, it's weird, but true. They were used to treat a condition called hysteria. I'm gonna have hysteria every day because the idea of these was to apply a vibrator to you till you came. Mm. Yeah, hysterical woman right here. Daily treatment. <laughs> so vibrators are incredibly <laughs> hysteria. <laughs> I'm going to get me a little sign. I have hysteria. Please help. <laughs> so vibrators are awesome. This is probably the number one used vibrator. Um, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Forced orgasms, a thing. Um, you can use it on male penises. You can use it on the taint of a guy. Awesome. Prostate-y type stuff. Oh, I didn't mention when I, you're doing butt exams, you can try to do some prostate massage. That is, that's awesome. That's awesome. They actually make insertables that are prostate massagers that vibrate. Awesome. This, like it said, use of vibrators, a whole, I could do a whole hour on just using a vibrator. I used to watch a site when I was young in the scene um, of porn. I know, gasp. Why would I watch porn? Called wiredpussy.com. Am I dating myself? Has anyone else ever seen this site? Hot, sexy nurses dressed up. Lots of electrical probes on the body, and always, 100% of the time, every scene, one of these. Um, 
you don't have to buy the magic wand. There's various products and um, stuff that are now not on the market. I actually really like this one, um, which is probably not as strong, but I can put a condom over it. I can use it in the dungeon. And I like vibrators a lot because who doesn't want a little pleasure with their pain? Edgy. Edging. Edging is a thing, too. I can do a whole class on edging. Uh, this one, I, I don't know where I got it. I picked it up, but it's a little tiny one. Yeah. This, just sitting underneath the clit hood, is brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Oh, would I put this in a dick? No. no. Or would I put it in a woman in the urethra? No. Um, and I'm going to show you why. We'll get to sounding because I'm going to talk about that. I'm not going to teach it because I can do a whole hour and a half class just on sounding. I'll be honest with you. I can do a whole hour and a half class on just needle play. I do all those things, but this is kind of beginner. And I want to show you easy and simple things you can do today that are not dangerous, that are low risk profile, that you can now explore other things. So in my low rest profile stuff <clears throat> is electrical play. And it is becoming, we bastardized the TENS unit, right? Also another medical device. See how medical play is everywhere? Um, so you can buy one of these little TENS units online for 20 bucks now. I mean, they're cheap. 20, 30, yeah. Um, I've invested in some better ones, um, which I like. Um, so. There's two types of stimulation, which is e-stim. They both kind of fall under e-stim, but um, they are um, TENS or trans electrical something, and EMS, which is trying to do the, the muscle. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the BDSM community, I'm going to get on my little soapbox, does not have enough classes on the use of these products out there right now, uh, but they are so much fun, and they're easy, and they are top lazy. They do all the work for you. But they're also silent. You don't really see what it's doing. It's not like a cane where you throw it down and you can see the mark. Or it's not like a whip where you throw it and you can see the... You can do a lot of pain with these things without actually ever seeing any damage. So you can have a lot of pain without corporal punishment if you're going for a pain type scene. So you can set them up. Um, there is a manual that comes with this thing. 90% of the time on anything I build or get from anywhere, I throw the manual away. But I actually recommend reading this thing. It actually has really good information on how to use it. <laughs> uh, so I like these a lot. Um, there are two systems for electrical play. Um, I'm using the pin system. Um, but there's also um, different uh, attachments um, or different types of, there's the um, one that looked like a push button that would, if you were to wear an EKG lead, that would, so just whatever one you choose, just know that you, to make the match, you have to continue to use that particular one. Um, this one has four channels in it, which I like. Um, it has a pin system on the end, which will attach to two either pads, or the beauty of this is you can buy all of these cool pieces that go on them. Um, this is for, obviously, to go around nipples. It could go around the base of a penis if you so desired. Um, and you just plug your pins in. And 
On these ones, they're reusable. Obviously, I wash them. You have to put some sort of an electrical gel or um, contact type gel to make it work. The pads come self-lubricated. Self self-lubricated, that's not the word I want. Self-sticky. Can you um, do me a favor and put two sticky, some sticky pads on there for me? I don't know that I saved yours. Um, they come in different sizes. You can buy these on Amazon. These are pin seasons. Oh, I can put them on. Just will you attach the uh, the pad pieces for me? Put two wires in and attach the pad pieces. I, you can come look at the the stim units later if you want. They also come with um, insertable pieces. Um, the submissive should own these. They should be their own. Um, you can wash them though, but. I'm not sure that one is better than another. I have a personal preference for this one in my hoo-hoo. Um, this one's supposed to go up your butt. It seems awfully tiny to me, but okay. Um, and so if you go online, you'll see different pieces that you can put in there. Like I said, a little bit of a show and tell of what we can do. Um, another thing that I have recently picked up, and I'll pass this around, I've never actually used it yet. Um, is this lovely little device, which is a stim, it's labeled as an acupuncture device. Um, there we go. Huh? No, not really. There's so much like, um, which you're willing, if you want to stick your hand up, you, you can try it. Oh, that's really gentle. It's very gentle. I've got it on a two. Obviously, it goes up from there. It's just kind of fun. If you guys promise, I'll pass it around if you guys promise not to jack it up. <laughs> Nine. This is a two. Um, do you not feel anything? Mm-mm. It's just a little electric current. Yeah, I, don't, I never start on a 10 with anybody. <laughs> you feel it? Yeah. It, yeah, just the tiniest little bit. I've got it on a very, very low setting because, you know, not all of us are into pain. Yeah, this one here. Um, but you, I, I, if you got, I'll pass it around. It's got different <laughs> implements that you can change it out, um, which I found fascinatingly interesting. Like there's little different pieces that you can put in. And I'm going to be honest with you, it was less than ten dollars on Amazon. Was it in like the? I was just saying, like, was it from like the facial like yes, beauty, beauty supply? supply. It's a beauty supply. Right. Okay, so for like, my beauty. So much electrical. <laughs> Play stuff that's in the, like, beauty yeah, I, I wouldn't buy my wand or buy no, wand I, there, no. but um, you certainly can buy some cool stuff. And I mean, we're, we're I'm and going for a simulation. So, I don't even get my second set up. Okay. I'm going to grab another set here. I'm sorry. You're okay. <laughs> You're delightful. Follow directions very well. Stick this way. So, where are we going to put electrical pads? 
If you're a medical person, you're going to put them on muscles that need therapy. If you're a kinky person, you're going to put them on places that don't need therapy but are a lot of fun. Um, my favorite place, and, and I will do this myself to myself, is I'll put them on my boobies, one on each side of the nipple. Now, let's talk electrical safety here real quick because there are, and I, you can do a whole class on electrical stuff. Electrical current <coughs> runs through the body. We are water, we conduct electricity very, very well. Um, <coughs> so when you put um, pads that would cross your heart or on your chest, I do not recommend that. There is a condition called atrial fibrillation, which is life-threatening that you can induce with electrical stimulation. Um, do not go there, it's bad. Uh, but on the nipples, you're just crossing your current across the nipples. So I deem it as safe. But as always, risk aware in your kink. If you have a pacemaker, you are not going to get to do electrical play with me above the waist. It's just not going to happen. Sorry. Your life is more important than my fun. Uh, and the other place that I like to stick them Males, male penises, you can put them on the penis, you can put them above the penis, you can put them in the taint. You can get electro um, inserts for the urethra that go down. You can get inserts for the butt. You can connect those two electrically. Yeah, I know, right? Too much fun, which is a lot of fun. So on my Miss Kismet, I'm going to put them on her boobies so we can all see some medical stuff. We'll be using these later. Yes. <laughs> Rewards are such a wondrous thing. I mean, you could stop here. You could just get some sticky pads with no electricity. It would make you feel pretty, pretty vulnerable, right? But what would be the fun in that? So it has little controls. You can set, like I said, read the manual. It has wavelength controls. It has um, length of time it's on. You can go into pulses, all sorts of different controls. Um, always attach in the off position. Remove in the off position. You may never play with the submissive again if you leave this on a high setting and pull a vaginal probe out because it will fucking hurt a lot. So I always start small. That's a one setting for her. Um, with the rate is low, so she's getting a lot of pulses. If you turn the rate up, it will feel continuous, like a continuous buzz. So that's what the rate does. It either makes it slow or really fast, at which point you can't distinguish the thing. Um, and then there's the wavelength. The higher the wavelength, the more painful it becomes. So if pain is your gain, go for it. Um, my, usually when I'm doing medical play, that is not my goal. My goal is actually a happy ending and an orgasm at the end. Uh, so I don't really want to hurt them that much. Just a little. Uh, they will get used to the setting after a while. And you can up it. You can do, you can up it until they jump really hard and then back it down. Because you, it's easy to um, kind of go up in increments with this. Uh, how did I learn to use this? I put it on my own body. 
so I knew what it was doing because clearly I have no idea what it's really doing to her. I can't feel it right now. It's not like a wand where I could touch her and get the shock myself and feel what's going on. So, yeah, that's what I did. I put it on my own body, and I, I figured out what it felt like. So I knew what I was going to be delivering. But that can be placed as well down in here and on penises, inserted. Yeah, fun. Everybody wants to go buy one of these now? I'm going to let you cook for a minute. You okay? Yeah. Um, but I love them, and I think Medical Play lends itself really well to that. Does it allow you to have feeling? No. No, in fact, if you have limited feeling in your, your breasts like I do and you have a high pain tolerance, crank that beast up until you're feeling it. I mean, your setting is going to be different than your setting, which is going to be different than your setting. Some people like mild stimulation. Some people like intense discomfort. I personally am a nipple, breast, bottom extra like I like it a lot so I'm gonna be able to take a lot more on my tits than somebody who is not into it like zero here <laughs> uh, one o'clock all right so I'm just gonna briefly touch on some other stuff I'll turn you off honey. <laughs> I know it felt good right so as obviously, medical play can go a lot of different directions. It can go into uh, needles. Um, needles, I'm going to talk about sizes really quickly, and I'll show you what a needle insertion looks like. Um, I have some handouts of this. Needles are essentially <coughs> sterile in the package. The minute you open the package, they're clean. Um, <clears throat> so you always want to have sterile needles. You don't want to reuse them. Although I tell you to do things, but if you go get some education and you know the right way to do things, you can bend rolls all the time. So can you put a needle in and take it out and put it back in? You can. When you're starting, once it comes out, I recommend getting rid of it. Do you want it to hurt more? Yes. <laughs> um, sharps containers, um, a way to dispose of needles. Um, <clears throat> I take these to work and throw them in my sharp spin, which is not open to everybody. I believe CVS pharmacies where you buy them will take them and dispose of them for you. It's getting harder to get rid of them, and I don't recommend throwing a red box into your trash can for the local trash people to pick up. It's got the words biohazard on it. You can use a, a fairly thick-sided plastic bottle, dispose of needles that way if you truly want to. Just have a way to not poke yourself. I recommend a sharps container. It's the right thing to do. Uh, needle sizing is a little bit wacky. Um, the bigger the number, the bigger, the smaller the needle. Yeah. The bigger, the smaller the number, the bigger the needle. So it's kind of backwards. I like to say they're color coded. So when I pick up an, uh, a red one, I know I have a 25 gauge. This one is a 25 gauge, but that is not necessarily always true anymore. They've um, changed the colors on me, different manufacturers, the Chinese and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you read it. They come in different lengths. Uh, typically for needle play, a one and a half or one and a quarter is better. Um, they come in a one inch as well. And usually the, uh, the smaller sizes, like the 25 and the 27, are more prevalent in the shorter size. Whereas when you get up into the bigger ones, they become longer just because of their designed use. Um, I can pass that around. I have extras if somebody wants a needle play thing. 
I recommend cleaning the skin um, <coughs> with some alcohol. Um, you can just use like over the counter alcohol. Um, this one's 90%, but it doesn't really matter. Um, if you want to, in terms of chemicals, um, there's a product called Betadine. If you want a Betadine skin in medical play, that's fine. Just know it stains a little bit and it's hard to get up, so you gotta kinda wash a little bit. Um, so, um, my partner kind of cringes when I do this because I haven't cleaned myself or anything. Um, so this is a, a pretty small gauge. Uh, it's a 25 gauge. Um, <clears throat> and it's a one inch, so it's pretty short. And in terms of feeling, that really has very little feeling to me. And it is okay to go straight in to a breast area with a short, short gauge needle. Short. And it's kind of fun. And people kind of go, ooh, literally didn't feel it. That's why I can do it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and I'm not even going to bleed from it because I didn't make a big hole. Um, no, it's so tiny. There's, you're not going to get any air in there. Um, but I do, like I said, whole class on needles. I just want to show you where you can go with needles because they are a lot of fun. Um, I saw some pretty hot needle scenes in the dungeon last night. If you're going to have blood, please, God, um, have some, some, something to clean it up with, a plastic bag to put your waste into, uh, and some way to clean your sub, and then uh, some way to prevent the bleeding as she leaves the table. And I love a product called Tigiderm. It is waterproof. Please buy some if you're going to be doing anything with blood. You can slap a gauze on it, put a piece of Tegaderm on it, and they're waterproof. It doesn't matter if they're bleeding under there. You can walk around. Tegaderm. Tegaderm. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. It comes in varying sizes. It was originally designed to go over IV sites, which is where it was. Uh, I kind of came in contact with it. But now they, the medical profession loves it so much, it comes in like sheets. You can get 8 by 10 sheets of this stuff. So you could actually, you know do a bunch of cutting on the back and put this over it and it doesn't matter. Um, cutting is another thing. Um, <clears throat> I do have a sheet on scalpels. Scalpel blades. Needles? No, the no. No. Nah, just rip it. It does help. You can get them off. And I'll be honest with you, if I'm taking it off in the hospital, I use alcohol wipes. But for, for you folk, no. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. You, you just kind of get it started underneath and then, yeah. That's the nice way to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, be aware of where you're sticking stuff, right? Obviously, if you're going to put a piece of tape over your nipple, you don't want to just rip it off. You want to kind of be a little kind. Um, they won't adhere well to anything really moist. So if you're trying to put them like in the groin, or uh, they won't stick, just like a Band-Aid. Um, scalpels, and I'll press this one around. Um, I actually have, and I prefer to play with, um, because they're easier for me, um, scalpel handles. And you can buy disposable blades that go onto these handles and then um, dispose of them and keep your handle. But way easier, way easier are um, these scalpels, which are disposable. They come with their own safety guard. You pull the safety guard back, you use it, push it up. It's locked in place. You can't poke anybody else. Um, 
scalpels, take a class on them if you want to use, learn to use them. Small, the thing about scalpels is when you're cutting with them, sometimes you can't even tell you've cut, but if you hit it, the blood will come up. So you are actually just kind of going through the first couple layers of skin. Um, you're just kind of very lightly dragging it. But like I said, class, mentorship, don't just go out and do this, okay? Everybody clear? I'm not teaching you to go out and do scalpels. Uh, scalpel blade numbers do not have any bearing on size. They are by shape. And they were probably named, I don't actually know the history of this, by what they were used for. Okay, so that's kind of scalpel blades. If you want to take one of these, I'll have one of these available too. I did make some of them. Uh, staples. Ooh. So this is Linda's staple. They make staple guns. They come with, well, I don't know, 35, 20, whatever number you get. They're cheap. When I first got into medical play, getting needles, getting staplers, getting sutures material was like a pain in the butt. I used to have to go to vet sites and, and register as a vet person. Now you just go to Amazon.com and it is yours for the taking. Yeah. It's just insane what you can get on Amazon. It's just amazing to me. I mean, people could be um, in the uh, in their their dungeons at home doing all sorts of shit. Um, I just want my my alcoholy weight. And I love gloves. You'll see, I put gloves on and off all the time. And you can see medical play above all, what does it create? It creates waste. We waste stuff. There's like, we're always throwing shit in the trash. So bring a trash bag with you uh, to get rid of it all. I'm being a little bit, um, in, in, for time, I'm being a little bit, I put two in her the other day. There's, you can still see the marks. I like boobs, but you can put them anywhere you want. Uh, staples are kind of a fun beginner toy, actually, if you ask me. Uh, they don't take a whole lot of skill to use. Uh, they're pretty innocuous. You can do some fun things with them. Um, I know there's some madams out there, or some tops out there that will um, staple the penis inside totally so that you looks like you don't have a penis at all. I mean, we're talking some pretty out there stuff, right? But medical play can go from zero to 150 pretty quick. Um, but I love, I love staples. Where did I put your stapler? Thank you. Anyway, um, it's pretty much a point and shoot, point and shoot game. Um, it goes into the skin, and then you can do all sorts of fun things with them, besides just touching them. Um, you can go down either side of the pussy lips, sew them shut with some ribbon, you can put them down the back, put little corsety things on them. Um, you can actually play with needles, staples, sounds outside of a medical scene totally. Them. Yep, you can violet wand them because they're metal. Yeah. So uh, the staple comes out and it goes in and it creates a complete, almost a complete closed loop. That's how they work. They're, they're sitting in the skin like that. You can wear them for Literally weeks, if you want. I don't recommend it, but that's what they are designed for, to close suture wounds, and they can be in there for seven to 10 days if you so wanted. Um, I don't recommend that. 
How do you get a staple out? There is a tool for it. Do you have to use the tool? No. Depends on how much of a sadist you are. You can literally just grab them and pull them out and they will come. I like the tool. It creates a little flip and flips the two edges out. You can come up. I love watching you kind of looking. So I put the staple in. This one didn't go in very well. And then you just go under and pull it out. And it, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I dispose of those in my sharps usually, too. Where's your staple gun? Okay. Um, infection is probably your number one. So if you pull on that, will it come out? If I pull hard enough. <laughs> but you can but hang the some weights. Opens it, bends it so it comes out more easily. Right. So this is the staple remover. Yeah. Which is hard to yep, see. I know it. Yeah. I, and I, it goes underneath. So two under, one in the middle. Mm -hmm. And yep. as you push it, it creates a W. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the piece comes out. How, how does that compare mm -hmm. sensation-wise to uh, a needle similar size? Mm. Yeah, so, so this is a 27 gauge, or no, I'm sorry, a 23. I don't play with really, so here's the problem with needles. I'm, I'm kind of backtracking a bit. The problem with needles is the smaller sizes are bendy. They're really bendy. So in terms of sensation to her, it's going to be really hard for her to tell the difference between a 25 and a 23 or a 22, to be honest with you. But my leverage gets better. So I'm actually able to insert it a little easier, which actually will decrease the amount of pain she's feeling. So, you know, people say, oh, don't use anything bigger than a 25 on me. But really, you can have a lot less pain with a 22 going in because of my ability to control it and the less amount of bend to it. Um, the second way, there's... Um, your mileage may vary with this too. Needles are designed with a what's called a bevel, which is sort of a cut on the needle, uh, which is a cut, and um, it is designed to kind of cut as it goes in um, to make it less painful. So they say bevel up to put it in. Well, that's kind. You don't necessarily have to, but that is, you know, if you turn the needle so the bevel is facing you and go in, it, it will go in much smoother. Um, when you pull needles out, straight out is the kind way dragging it along the top end of the skin is the not kind way. The beauty of some of these medical play type things that we're doing is you can cause a lot of pain without like trauma, trauma having to impact or do corporal of any kind. So I think you can achieve just as much pain doing this, if not more, than you can with other stuff. Think about like the, the doctor and her children that's had the worst bedside manner. That's me. Like you can you could be that person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, so when you're when I'm putting in a needle um, to go sideways, I'm turning. I'm looking for my bevel up. I'm kind of pulling my skin and I'm going across. Is that worse or better than the staple? I think the staple was a little worse. But I feel this more now. You can pull these out too, um, but the kind way to take them out is straight out. Fascinating one time when your pill wasn't real and it's still old. If you 
you get that sub high at 30 minutes worth of impact, you get the same effect with about five needles. Yep, um, I agree. And I would t say if you are a person who likes sharp sensations or stingy, stingy, or this is the ultimate. It's like the next level of sharp sting. We've been, at, we did a class recently that somebody did, did impact over needles, which was kind of cool. I'm like down to my last few minutes, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to uh, touch real quick. Um, you can do enema play. You can buy some over-the-counter enemas. You can put chemicals in them like soap suds. You can put alcohol in an enema. Please, please, you can get alcohol poisoning from that. Your mucous membranes down there do absorb alcohol. So please be careful if you're going to do alcohol in the bottom. And talk with your submissive before you put it in there. Um, but I like these ones. They're kind of cool. I think there was a story recently in the news about coffee enemas, too. It's somebody had OD'd on that. Yeah. It's like the only way you can OD Water on. is fine. It does um, there is um, sounds and dilation. Um, I have a whole handout on sounds, but essentially a sound, this is a dilator, a sound <clears throat> is also a medical device, shocking, I know. I was used to treat um, male um, God, gonorrhea strictures that you develop from getting sexually transmitted diseases. Um, I have two kind of basic ones here. Um, the, these ones have a two end. Um, they are actually inserted into the urethra um, very, very gently. And in fact, when I'm putting them in myself, I will almost just let them drop into the urethra with no pressure. Um, and then you can manipulate them. Um, you can put electricity through them. These are called rosebuds. I think some male submissives prefer them. Um, you can use these on women, by the way. Um, they, they do stretch the urethra when they go in, but then they have no sense of stretching once they're in, so they like them a lot. I, I found that they like these a lot. These are, I prefer to play with these. They have some weight to them, so I'm able to just kind of let them go as I'm putting them in. You guys can come have a look at them. Take a class on it if you're interested. Would you, you can. Oh, absolutely. So, as you get older, men develop prostate issues, um, and there are specially designed insertion catheters for prostate people with prostates. They they're called coude tip, and they have a kind of a, a nub on the end of them, and they're designed to kind of go past any kind of strictures from the prostate. Um, with these, if you have prostate strict, prostate issues, don't, so the rule of thumb is don't force the urethral sound in. Never, never force it in. You can, you can puncture something in there. So I would never force anything into the urethra. Um, what can be a lot of fun is actually is catheters. The only, what, what's the difference between a sound and a, ca and a catheter? They're both going in the urethra. One takes stuff out. One's hollow, one's solid. Beyond that though. Um, that those are all true statements, but this is actually going to go past the, the, the sphincter and it's going to go into the bladder and you're going to have urine coming out the other end of it. Um, <clears throat> so have a plan. There's bags that go on the end of this. <laughs> um, and now you're, you're going into like what I do consider like a sterile area of the body. And when I put these in, in the hospital or in, at work, um, I, I wear sterile gloves and I have a sterile field. So that, does that mean you can't do it at home? No. 
you can. You can absolutely do it. Catheters come out sterile out of their package. Once you open them, they're clean. Um, if you lay them on a table, whatever was on the table is now touched the catheter. So just be aware of that. Um, can you reuse them? Absolutely not. Will you know of people who do reuse them? Yes, you will. Um, I've had some people who are long-term wheelchair patients or um, paraplegics um, who don't have bladder control and self-cath and don't have a lot of money, and they will absolutely clean and reuse them. What do you feel like the incidence of UTI is for home cath usage? Hi. Hi. Just, okay. <laughs> Urethral sounds, catheters, your number one thing, also infection, UTI is no joke. Um, females are more prone to it, but that doesn't say men can. If you're putting in thing into the thing, you're not using basically using bacteriostatic lube. But that is lube that you buy online that cannot grow any bacteria in it. Um, do you have to use a new package or get the little package ones? No, you can reuse lube from the bottle. It is bacteriostatic. Bacteria does not grow in it. It's fine. They teach clean technique for patients. Right. Yeah. But, you know, would you want one of those in you that's been in somebody? I don't want one in me, period. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The mind fuck of controlling when you can go pee is pretty hot. Yeah, it's not bad. So basically, if you're... I got pee issues in general. So that is a mind fuck. Let's so just, just this is basically a catheter. It has two channels inside of it with holes that drain your bladder. Um, you would attach this to a bag or put a, a plug on the end of it and control when they can pee. That's up to you. Um, as you um, leaving it in, you inflate a balloon with uh, water, not saline, um, that keeps it from coming out. Can you rip this beast out? Absolutely. So be careful. <laughs> so that's a catheter. Um, and these are sounds. Uh, they make cute devices, which are urethral plugs. They make some uh, kink-specific ones. This is a medical urethral dilator that goes in the urethra. Um, and these shorter sounds, I actually consider to be dilators for vaginal dilation. And you can get a whole vaginal dilator kit. You can see how I could talk about this stuff for hours and hours, right? Get stainless steel if you're going to do them. Um, when you wash your sounds, if you do get a set of sounds, um, you're washing them with antibacterial soap as well. You're letting them dry. Make sure you're um, running your hands down them and they have no tick, nicks, tears, or um, don't, you know, after use. They need to be smooth. What haven't I covered? Um, you can do saline infusions, which is essentially uh, taking a um, bag of saline, sterile saline, um, and inflating the balls till they're huge. And I'm not really sure the appeal, but there you go. Did you see the thing there about the bagel head people like years ago? Did they what? <laughs> okay, Did they right. what? So, so the people, it was a thing in Japan. It was a big thing. They would put saline in the forehead and like... It, and the then like stick your thumb in it so that it would look like you had like a bagel, basically, on your forehead. I'm not sure like, I understand the appeal of that. I don't, I don't know. It was all like... Uh, Mod blog or be amazing, like I don't know, like fifteen. Um, you can put saline in here. You can, if you are interested in that, um, please, 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 please um, get some training for it. <laughs> please, please, dear God. Um, what else have I? Been? I didn't really go over sutures. If you want to talk about sutures, we can talk about that. And then last on my list, and I will say I don't teach this, and I don't actually think it's something I would ever do, is anesthesia role play, where you're using um, 
bag and mask to control breathing. I'm getting some no's, but you can go there. So like I said, I'm just going to recap. You can go from zero to like doing an exam with a Wartenberg wheel to inflating somebody's balls with a bag of saline. Whoa, that's a huge spectrum. <laughs> Questions. I've gotten my 10-minute warning, and I'm going to probably clean up. Um, one other thing was what you like, too, is after needles, Oh, alcohol will make you bleed. Woo, if you want to see blood, put alcohol on top of a bleeding wound. It will bleed more and it will sting like a mother. I love it. You can get alcohol in a spray bottle. Oh, yeah. I love that burn. Not everybody does, though. Stingy time. If you put the staples in and then put the electric things on that, is that safe or is that like way too far? Be aware of your risk profile. I would totally do it. I like to, and this is, be aware of your risk profile. Everything carries risk. Everything we do carries risk. Um, and start small. Like, like, if you want to know what that feels like, put it down here where it's not going to affect the electrical impulses of your heart and see what it feels like for you. Is it something you're going to want to experience up here? Because, oh, yeah, baby, let's staple on each side and, like, put some pro, yeah. It's going to increase your electrical output, though, huge. Um, I used to like to, oh, I'm so sick, put needles in on either side and connect them to electrical. We actually stripped down wires to insert into the needle so the needles were electrified. I know it's bad. Now they probably make products like that. I'm, I was going to say, you could, you. Do, you could do like monofilament needle stuff with like wire. Oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, once you put the needle through, if you put a large enough gauge in there, you can actually thread something through it, and you'll see people do that. Um, the only thing with that is if you take the needle out and leave the filament or whatever it is you're leaving in there, I don't usually recommend that, putting foreign objects into your body. Um, your body will try to get rid of stuff, so if you put a needle in and walk away from it, it will actually work its way out all by itself. They do that. You want them to come out yeah. before you're... Yeah. So they, so, cause they will come out. Do they make metallic sutures? In, in general, they will come out eventually. They, well, they will come out, you, yeah. You do they make what? Metallic sutures or, or, or um, electric sutures? Um, yes, they do make for um, closing some wounds that are very difficult to close. They, they have some sterile stuff. I don't recommend you go get some of that. It's pretty thick wire, and it, it cuts the skin, and they use special plastic protectors when they're suturing up. Uh, two questions. If the needle works its way out, is that painful or is that just not like feeling? It's infected. No. Well, I mean, not necessarily, no. but it's, it's like a sliver. If you get a sliver and you leave it long enough, your body's going to work it out because it wants to get rid of stuff. Well, your body is an amazing machine, people. An amazing machine. Um, signs of an infection are usually red, swollen, drainage. Don't ignore something that looks infected. Get it checked out. Um, you may need to be on a course of antibiotics. Um, if you're immunocompromised or immunoincompetent, like, I'm probably not going to put needles in you because you're more at risk. But everything we do has a risk profile. Just know what that is. Do some research before you consent to anything. This is your most important toy you're taking care of. Yeah. Yes. I'm a toy and I must be taken care of. <laughs> Questions? Anyone want to have a quicker look? Oh, God. You're... <laughs> You're my question girl. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm doing a book about medical play, so that's why I have all this stuff. All right. 
what is some of the things that like people who practice medical play have as misnomers? That's a good question. I haven't really thought about it. I, I feel like we're sort of the black box of the kink play community. Uh, I thought it was age play for a while, but now I'm pretty sure it's the medical play people. But as people do more and more of these things, I think that it's being seen more. Mostly, I, I think you walk into a dungeon, they're like, oh, she's in that uniform. and She's going to put needles in somebody. Can you DM for me? <laughs> I think medical play is like the thing that, like, like people who can take like really, really heavy impact, like people who get hit with sledgehammers, okay, cringe at needle play. Yeah, like, there's a lot of taboo <laughs> associated with a lot of the things we do. I know somebody who's, who thinks nothing of putting you up in rope, which is not a unpainful thing. I mean, there's there's pain associated with being suspended, and he he cannot watch a urethral sound. Ooh, no, 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 don't touch the do, do, no go. Um, there's a lot of um, taboo around anal stuff. I think it's all getting better, though. Um, you know, and it can be messy. It can be a little messy. So just you know, know you're gonna have to clean stuff up. Afterwards. Popularity of rope is one of the most dangerous things you can do. Yeah, I reckon. I mean, rope is hot. Like, oh, so like people people love to get driven. Like, don't no. Um, I also think that people do things without really understanding what they're doing in medical play. I mean, it's really easy, like I said, to go on Amazon and get yourself a stapler and not have a clue what you're doing and uh, start stapling people. It can go south real easy. It can go south in real time when we're doing things to patients. It can go south real quick. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's, it's a big responsibility. Now I am, yeah, I am, I am a nurse by trade. You guys are probably that. Do I look like this when I go to work? No, <laughs> no. I have a pair of blue scrubs on, and I no hat. Hat's gone with the ages. You know, I do not look like this, not at all. Um, this is the fantasy. This is the the headspace. Uh, that everybody kind of thinks of when you think of medical play. This is not the reality of actual medicine. Do you need to be a medical professional to do medical play? Absolutely not. Do all medical professionals do good medical play? Okay. Not, not. <laughs> so just because somebody says to you, I'm a doctor and I do this all the time. No, they might be a uh, plastics guy. What the hell? And I'm going to tell you right now, last time I saw a doctor put a needle in somebody, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's so fair. That's so fair. I've never met a single doctor that wouldn't be like, please get me the best nurse like to do the needle. I don't want to. But anyway, they're going to make me um, finish up because I got my 10 minute warning and uh, the next group's going to want me to clean up in here. So um, please track me down. I'll wear the uniform for a little while so you can see me. <laughs> um, and I'm happy to um, answer any questions you have about different types of medical play. Um, I certainly am willing to, I live up in Charlotte. I'm happy to mentor, teach, whatever. Um, if you are local to this area, there is somebody here that does medical play that you can reach out to. And I'm, most people are really happy to share their knowledge. Uh, it's the wonderful thing about our kink community is everybody is usually very willing to share their knowledge.
So I thank you all. You have been listening to the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast, and we welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max.